Hello and welcome to OCBC Insights. I'm Selena Ling, OCBC's Chief Economist, and joining me today for the podcast is Mr. Terence Wu, Currency Strategist. Today we're going to talk about the third quarter advanced GDP growth estimates and also the MAS MPS decision. Let's start. Yeah, uh, hi Selena. So basically, when I was reading the MAS uh, policy statement, uh, what jumps at me is that uh, the MAS seems to be slightly uh, pessimistic uh, when it comes to the fourth quarter uh, growth in the Singapore economy. I just want to get your views about uh, what do you think are our fourth quarter outlook and also whether there are any silver linings when it comes to the Singapore, Singapore economy in the near term. I think what we are seeing even in the third quarter flash numbers is really that we are having a K-shaped recovery. Manufacturing is staging a faster comeback led by the semiconductor and also the precision engineering industries, whereas the construction and the services sectors appear to be lagging in terms of the recovery pace. And this is likely to continue into the fourth quarter of this year and possibly even drag into the 2021 prognosis. For the fourth quarter, there are some risks that we have to take into account. First up will be the upcoming US elections that could engender more volatility if there is no clear-cut winner and a protracted period of uncertainty actually follows. Also, we think that revenge spending post-circuit breaker could also fade in the coming months, mainly due to the softening labour market conditions and lingering public health concerns. That said, once we move into phase three, we could actually see the lagging construction and services sectors do a little bit better, even though we don't expect international borders to open anytime soon. So the silver lining really is that global demand remains weak, but we are starting to see manufacturing regain a more stable footing. Yeah, and the other thing that sort of uh, jumps out at me is uh, the prognosis for the labour market. And I think our listeners would also be very interested to hear about this. Now, uh, the MES statement says that uh, the resident unemployment rate rose to 4.5% in August and is expected to remain elevated. What is our view in terms of our labour market going forward? I think it's quite clear that we probably have not seen the worst of the job layoffs and the unemployment rate, given that the loan moratorium schemes have been extended further and also the job support scheme also has been extended by another seven months or so, I think we are basically postponing some of the pain. But nevertheless, on the ground, it is quite clear that SMEs and especially those firms that are operating in the hospitality and entertainment related industries are still suffering. So we think that the likelihood of the domestic unemployment rate to continue to creep higher uh, is probably going to materialize over the next few months, if not the next few quarters as well. Our sense is that the domestic unemployment rate has not peaked. Going ahead also, I think what remains to be seen really is whether policy support will continue to be forthcoming. So far, we have seen that the policymakers are quite uh, happy to extend some of the fiscal support schemes way out into at least the middle, if not the later part of 2021. But it is unlikely that we'll get fiscal support that is indefinitely uh, sustained. I think there will be some concerns about how will they make back the 52 billion that was drawn from the past reserves. So in all likelihood, if the economy actually stabilizes into 2021 and we are seeing a slightly clearer economic rebound, 
Then the 2021 budget in itself uh, would likely also target a slightly less deficit position going ahead. On the interest rate front, I think given that MAS is static, um, it's very likely that we will see that the three-month CYBOR and the SOAR rates will continue to be, remain very anchored around the low current levels. Terence, let's turn the side to what MAS is actually doing. Given that the MAS has retained its monetary policy stance to be no change in both the slope, the bandwidth, and also the midpoint of the sing near, what is your outlook for dollar sing and also the sing near going forward? Yeah, I think uh, our the, the trajectory for the sing near is going to be quite similar going forward as compared to what we have seen over the past uh, six months or so. That is to say, we do expect the senior to be very narrowly uh, kept just above the perceived parity level. And what this means is that uh, when we translate to a dollar sing kind of uh, perspective, uh, the dollar sing will not see very significant uh, sing dollar centric drivers. Instead, it will be more driven by global queues and the broad dollar prospects. So now, our broad dollar view in the near term going into the US elections is basically that the broad dollar will stay supported in the meantime. On the other hand, we also have uh, the dollar CNH downside uh, effectively limited because of uh, PBOC's uh, new sort of uh, stance just over the past weekend. So overall, uh, we do expect uh, the dollar sing to stay supported going ahead and uh, there might be scope for it to move uh, above the 136 uh, handle uh, in the coming sessions. So Terence, um, the next MAS meeting will only be in April 2021. What do you think will happen then? Um, I think going forward into 2021, there may not be a very clear uh, preset cost uh, for the MAS. And the main reason for that is that any kind of action that the MAS will take will be very much dependent on the cause of the pandemic. And up till this point, I think we are all very unclear about how the, the, the pandemic will develop into the next year. Our baseline expectation is for the MAS to remain unchanged again, uh, going into the two meetings in 2021. And that is premised on the status quo uh, of the pandemic uh, being, sus being persist sorry, persisting into the next year. So what do I mean by the status quo? Basically, the domestic situation in Singapore remains contained. We see localized outbreaks in other countries. And also, there is consistent progress in the vaccine front. Right. The two other sort of lower probability event, of course, is if uh, the MES tightens or eases. I think in both cases, uh, there are significantly higher bar. For the MES to tighten, we need to see a very swift rebound uh, in the domestic uh, outlook in Singapore and globally as well. And I think that predicates uh, on a significant a material improvement in the pandemic situation. The other option, which is uh, further easing, again, that would require the pandemic situation to worsen significantly, uh, both globally and domestically from where we are right now. And for us to get a sense that fiscal policy is going to be insufficient 
uh, going forward to support the economy. I think, broadly speaking, all it all boils down to the position of the senior as we head uh, closer to the two policy decision dates uh, in 2021. And I think at this point in time, uh, if we start to see uh, the senior moving towards the top end of uh, the tolerance band, then it, it gives us uh, it gives us room to think about tightening uh, in 2021. On the flip side, if it eases towards the lower end or the weaker end of the spectrum, then uh, we do expect a further easing from uh, the MAS. Thank you, Terence. This is OCBC Insights. Thank you. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.